right, hey, welcome to another edition of the Houdat Jedi podcast, and we are, you're going to hear a little bit different sound because we are on the road. We are meeting in a local tap room. Can we say what tap room we're in? Sure. All right, we're at NOLA Brewing, and uh, they've graciously turned off the music so you don't have a soundtrack that we had going with this. Um, and what's ironic is that the, when we usually record in my um, Star Wars room in my house in Gentilly, and the door to that room has been broken and the dogs try to keep breaking in. <laughs> and um, so we're like escaping that for one week, but I fixed the door so the doors wouldn't, the dog wouldn't be able to break in. And then we decided to move it down here, but we have a dog out on the porch out here and he was looking at Fredo all skeptically. Yeah, so anyway, but so it's a little bit different sound. We'll get the best out of this we can, but we've got some special guests with us from the intergalactic crew of Chewbacca's, we have I'm gonna Ariana and Brooke. There we go. Yes. See, I remembered it. I got it. Um, we'll get a little bit better introduction of y'all here soon. But we're going to uh, first of all get into some breaking news. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Before before oh. Fredo's breaking news. And by the way, sitting around not just Ariana and Brooke, but we also have Dave and Fredo and myself. Hello. Hello. Yep. So the regular crew is all here. Um, but uh, some other breaking news that Fredo and my wife Brittany and I, we participated in um, Star Wars trivia at Reginelli's in Elmwood on Tuesday, and we won. We only, missed, we only missed two questions. Do you remember which questions they I were? I do remember which questions they were. They didn't make me as mad as the one that we got hosed on when we were at Tracy's. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the two questions was, uh, was um, what is the longest running movie of the original three? Empire, Return of the Jedi, or A New Hope? Which do you think is the longest run time? Oh. I would think Return. You, you should have been on our team. We would have, that would have been, we would have gotten that one because no. we said Empire. I don't know. Empire just no. seems like a longer run. But, oh, well, we didn't know that. The other one was, what does R2-D2 stand for? Mm. Oh. I'm not going to remember that. I got half of it. Yeah. I didn't get the other half. It was real two dialogue track two. Oh. Because they were, they were editing and they said, hey, hand me real two dialogue track two. And it was R2-D2 and that's how they got the name. So there you go. But we got the suspect card put on us because we knew what the number of the trash compactor from A New Hope was. And I've known that since I was six years old. So it's three two six three eight two seven. In case anybody mm-hmm. wants to know, um, mm-hmm. but anyway, yes, we won. <laughs> we only missed two questions. Um, it was only the first three movies, so it was. I mean, and being, you know, in our forties, we yeah, it was easy. So, I mean, we've only watched these movies like twenty times each. You know, At least, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh yeah, when they're like asking, uh, you know, who's the bounty hunter or whatever, you're like, oh, you know, when you're asking who's the bounty hunter or whatever you're like okay yeah we know what that is turn it in and, you know yeah. kind of like that it was, it was it was pretty easy and i think there was a lot of people there that never watched star wars because they it was yeah, mm. it was kind of embarrassing but anyway um <laughs> all the way out to elmwood to to win but you know so we got bragging rights but breaking news um as fredo and i were sitting downstairs i was having some buffalo wings and we we're both drinking beer my wife sent a text with uh, just question marks and a link to a Collider uh, article. 
And Fredo, go ahead. What's so going on? The, so the title of the article is, and it's from a few hours ago, exclusive Obi-Wan series on hold as crew sent home. So what the article is detailing is that from two independent sources with knowledge of the situation, uh, oh, the Obi-Wan series that's being uh, set up over at Disney Plus uh, is going to be uh, written by Hossein Amini and directed by Deborah Chow, who directed a couple of really good episodes of The Mandalorian. Uh, apparently Kathleen Kennedy, the uh, president of Lucasfilm, was not happy with the scripts, and so they're going to have to rework on them. So they have basically packed up shop and told everybody to go home. Now, the article says, and let's see if I can find the actual statement. It says, uh, sources tell us that what will most likely happen next is the scripts will be reworked with the hopeful goal of reassembling this summer, but there's always the possibility that a time that the time frame could shift. So for those of you who don't know, you know, a crew is contracted out. So you contract the uh, costume people, you contract the set people, you contract all the people who make the magic happen, so to speak, and then they come to work for you for a set period of time. So they're kind of exclusive to you for that time, and then when the contract's over, when the production's over, they get to go home, and they go find their next project. The difficulty here is you can't hold a crew indefinitely because you're paying for them. So at some point, either people are either taking on another job and they're not available, or you know, you just simply say, we're not going to do this. Now, what it's sounding like is like that they're planning on coming back later this year. How quickly they can rework the scripts is going to be interesting. Yeah, and so let, let all the net nerds start freaking out and coming after uh, Kathleen Kennedy, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a conversation Brittany and I were having just via text. Said, Why do people go after Kathleen Kennedy anytime something like this happens? But, I mean, honestly, the buck stops at her desk. Her desk. And there is something going on. We talked about this on a previous podcast. There's something going on at Lucasfilm with, I don't know if they're not managing people or it's like, are you just hiring artists to do things and then just not checking in until they've set the room on fire? You know, I don't know. Right. I mean, because last week we discussed Colin Trevorrow's script for episode nine and he had spent two years working on that. I mean, today there was leaks of... Uh, the concept art leaking out and a lot of the stuff is just stuff that Trevorrow did with his uh, longtime screenwriting partner and uh, they had problems in that production they have problems in the production of Solo they have problems in the production of Rogue One mm -hmm. and so when you start looking at okay of all the projects that you put together only Force Awakens Last Jedi and The Mandalorian have kind of gone off without a hitch you may have to you know, questions may need to be asked yeah so, I don't know, like, you know, I'm waiting for the tell-all book. <laughs> I, I think she gets more criticism than is justified, um, but... Uh, the why, why? What criticism would? Why would she get more criticism? Why would she get more criticism why would than she? like a Bob Iger? Why yeah. would that be? Why would the net nerds yeah. be going after yeah. her? Um, that, well, I, mean, I, think you, I, I think that point is... I wanted to make sure that point was brought up, but I, mean, I also feel like it's fair to ask, like, why are so many of these productions seemingly chaotic or confused? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's... I mean, Kathleen Kennedy's track record, record as a producer and, a, you know, and getting movies made and everything is, is incredible. So Yeah, you go you back know, and look at all that stuff she did in the 80s and 90s and, you know, throughout her career, it's, you know, it's great. I, I, I don't have criticism of her, but I, you know, when you're running the show, I mean, you're 
But yeah, that the only reason, well, not I mean, the main reason why a lot of these people on the internet come after her is because she's a her, you know, and that's stupid and. And I think if the end product is good, then doesn't all this stuff that we obsess over doesn't really matter, you know. And Rogue One's the perfect example of that. I think. All right. I mean, we didn't know about any of the crap that was going on behind the scenes of any of the movies we watched growing up. So, you know, yeah. But now because of the internet, we know everything and an insider will leak and we all get it right away. So anyway, all right, well, we digress. So hopefully Obi-Wan will come out and, uh, and then we can complain about it when it, when it gets launched. So anyway, uh, <laughs> but we got to get into our, our, our weekly trivia contest and uh, Brooke and Ariana are going to join us on this so I will start and we'll just go on a round robin so I'll ask Dave, Dave will ask Fredo and you guys figure out the pattern from there cool. on. All right. um, and it's dark up here and my I'm going to have to turn on the light on my phone to read one so Ugh. my light isn't working I know you're, thank you That's, mm-hmm. okay. alright so who interrupts Han and Leia's kiss following the destruction of the second Death Star? Dave, we'll let our we'll let our reader our listeners uh, try to think along with you. I'm in a vague way. I'm pretty sure it was the Ewoks, but I'm also thinking it was Wicket specifically. Specifically, it was Wicket. <laughs> I don't even have to look at this. And from the side, I know this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't know the answers to any of the ones on my card, yeah. so it was nice to yeah, yeah. see the uh, question. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> cool. All right. We're one for one. Dave, go for Fredo. All right, Fredo. Um, who threatens to take his pod race wager to the huts for arbitration? So let's see. Give everybody a moment. Pod race. Wager, hot, uh, Qui Gon Jen. That is correct. Oh my Yay, god! Yay! All right. <laughs> how that we should just name this? How nerdy are you? you know? All right. <laughs> well, no, because it's specific. Deep, so. deep nerd. Yeah. Well, let's okay. So, book. Mm-hmm. All right. So, who are Han and Luke searching for when they set off into the Endor forest? To the Endor forest. Yeah. The Forest of Endor. Right? I know that you're asking me an easy question, but I cannot come up with the answer. Well, just think about it. It's Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Somebody goes missing. They got to go find her. (laughs) Does that have to do with my jacket? Yeah. Yeah. Princess Leia. See? There you go. (laughs) Right on. We are three for three. uh, Four. (laughs) Three for three. Yes, I haven't answered one yet. So, does it matter which question? On no, the just grab whatever. Pick any one of them. Pick an easy one. I'm trying. <laughs> okay, these also have to do with my jacket. Okay. Okay. Who? Uh, who's the first person to receive a medal in the award ceremony after the first Death Star battle? First medal awarded oh. to. Oh. Not Chewbacca. Yeah. Not Chewbacca. There's another person that you can think of who didn't get a medal as well. <laughs> so who's left? Um, hmm. I guess it's Luke. 
the other one. <laughs> well, damn. Okay, it probably should have been. See, I would have said it was Luke too, because I thought the wink from Han came second. No, when you think about it, it's you know while he's getting his met while he's getting his medal, Luke is looking over at R two and three. He gets a second. Yeah, you can see how excited Luke is to get his medals. <laughs> they, 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 they worked that. that All right, well, I, I, I've got to gotten that wrong as well. So. Okay. All right. My turn. Uh, and you guys don't need to lean into that microphone at all. It is so, just right. picking you up just fine. You can Great. sit comfortably. Um. I hear Donkey Kong. Sorry, where am I hearing Donkey Kong? It's down there. They have Donkey Kong down there? Yeah. No way. Well, I know where I'm hanging out now. If you ever need me, I'll be at Nola Brewing playing Donkey Kong <laughs> and drinking beer. Somebody text my wife. Tell her uh, that I'm, I'm doomed. And Aaron was never seen again. Yeah. No, you'll know where I am. I'm, a, they have, I'm hearing Donkey Kong. Sorry, I digress. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, who is the only Jedi to address Palpatine as Darth Sidious? Let everybody think about this. But I think another we should have on our podcast some sometime best '80s video games. That's number one, <laughs> Donkey Kong, and it's just because of yeah, just because. Anyway, uh, it's Yoda. Yeah. Sure is. Yep, it's Yoda. So cool. All right. Well, that's our trivia. You can hand me back the cards. And um, now we're going to move into the meat of our uh, discussion here tonight. And uh, this is a New Orleans Star Wars uh, podcast. It's not really, we've been talking nothing but Star Wars, but eventually we're going to talk about other, uh, you know, nerdy stuff like Donkey Kong. I just keep hearing that now. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm, this is a it's podcast. Okay. You can't tell I'm grinning okay. from ear to ear. This is awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, so we, we will talk about other nerdy things. But as New Orleans, we are in carnival season and parades start up in earnest um, a week from tomorrow. Right? Oh, Lord. To, yeah. No, week to, from, week from Saturday. Saturday. Sorry. I, I was thinking. What I was thinking time? I just, I just gave them yeah. heart palpitations. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was suddenly like, do I not know what today is? I, apparently, I don't know what today is. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we and it, you guys kicked the whole thing off, right? So, uh, but I'll let Dave give the introductions because you have a bunch of cool nicknames on the website as well. So, oh my gosh, yes, the titles from the website. Now, you guys refer to yourself as Overlords. Well, which first I, of all, it is the the first parade is the Intergalactic Crew of Chewbacca's. Yes, mm -hmm. and. So, um, Main reason we're having you on is for the obvious connection of the Star Wars theme, right? Um, and so, Star Wars, Mardi Gras, the first thing I think anybody thinks of is Chewbacca's. But I, I, I hope so, anyway. I hope you guys have established your brand at this point. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think we're kind of a big deal now. Yeah, we're, we're on the minds of locals, for sure. <laughs> so, you're, you're, oh, the, the title of Overlord, where did that mm -hmm. come from? I can't tell you specifically. It emerged from the minds of the original three overlords. I believe it has something to do uh, with the NPR quiz show that talks about your benevolent overlords. So that's, that's where the idea comes from. Uh, we are not a democracy because it would take way too long to get anything done. But, um, but we, we do like to think of ourselves as benevolent overlords. 
So the um, the specific titles, did those come from uh, just your own imaginations then? Or were they yeah. given to you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I really I enjoyed that. I chuckled at that quite a bit. Um, so how did each of you get involved? Um, so Ariana, I am a space goddess, Snackajuea. Um, and I have been in Chewbacca. This will be my ninth year rolling. Um, I remember as soon as the crew was announced, I was so excited um, and immediately ran in and told my husband, I was like, these are our people. And he was like, oh, P.S., we're going to Georgia for a wedding that weekend. And I was like, no. Are they, are they still married? They are not still married. Well, and I, hold, I hold it against him. Still. <laughs> um, and so then the second year, uh, we joined up and marched. And uh, ever since, it's been a wild ride. I, it's my favorite day of the year, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, same question for yeah, you. Yeah, sure thing. So this is Brooke. I am Overlord Padme Almondine. And I got involved uh, in 2014 after being a huge fan of the parade. I, um, I tried to make it to the, f I was going to watch it the first year in 2011, but I, the parade route was so short, we missed it. <laughs> and um, so I started watching in 2012, was a big fan, finally joined in 2014 with some of my roller derby teammates, we formed a dance group called the Lagerettes, the Princess Leia Majorettes. And, um, and then a couple years later, I was uh, a little hungover and full of crew love at the cleanup afterwards. And I walked up to one of the original overlords and said, hey, I want to get involved with the mother crew. And he was like, you're in, bingo. So this, this might be the, the obvious question. So what is... It might be one of your next questions. I don't know, but so what are the roles of the overlords? I mean, um, so we make sh sure all the things happen to make the parade happen. Mm -hmm. um, so you're uh, pretty stressed by this point. Yeah, there's a lot of logistics that go mm -hmm. into parade planning. Um, you know, we, insurance and bills and police details and after party and payments and tickets and. There are all the of, questions. All of the questions. All the questions. Lots of people have questions yeah. about where do I go and what do I do and mm -hmm. how do I find my thing, um, and so it's just a, a constant presence in our our lives mm -hmm. at this point of, mm -hmm. of the year. And are you? Do you serve a certain term or something? I was. I mean, I was president of my church council, and that was only one year. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but uh, so you're just. Until um, this, this is until you die or quit. Until, or? Yeah, die, yes. you, die or quit. That's mm -hmm. how, how it goes. <laughs> the original group of three served for eight years before retiring. That's really um, cool. And this is my second year. Mm -hmm. My third. Um, and last year was particularly stressful. There were lots of things that went wrong. Mm -hmm. So within uh, Within 10 days of the parade, <laughs> there were lots of things were, that went wrong. So but we made it. issues and lots of fun mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, we made it and we adopted a theme song that last year. Uh, it is Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Uh, uh, what's it? What's it called? Oh, what's what's the title of the I song? Th I think it's just called We Did It. We Did It. I think that is the name <laughs> of it. It's so we we still that has become uh, part of our friendship and roles together is 
playing that song for each other. <laughs> you know, I, I said I was a uh, high school band director in yeah. a former life, and every two years we took all like 250 kids on a trip. Usually it was, you know, to somewhere. We went to L.A., we went to Florida, we went all over the place. And that was two years of, like you said, logistics. And it was, I, I, I hated that part. I loved when I was on the trip with the kids and it was fun, but leading up to it just sucks. So it, I'd imagine a, it's the exact same. Yeah, great comparison. 100% <laughs> yeah. exact same feeling. Parade day is magical. Yeah. Um, because it's too late. It's like, it's either going to go it's or... Like it's like a wedding, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> going to happen. Nothing you can do now, you know, so... But there, there is a, there is a relief. I mean, there is kind of a, a zen moment with that. It's like, well, you know, kids are on the plane and we're heading. It's like, okay, it's on, you know, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. One of the things that went wrong last year was um, we had... A parade that started and ended at the same place, but our after party was at a other location, so I had to bus people over there. Um, and the bus company that I had worked with to have buses available at four o'clock was like, "Yeah, we don't have buses for you." So, uh, <laughs> so this is very similar. When I the first band trip that I took with my kids, we went to New York City, and the bus company that we chartered to get them from point A to point B went on strike for the, for a day. Cool. And Great. it was, so we had no transportation. I had parents mad at me. I'm like, what am I getting? What, what, this is my fault, you know? You want me to go hail cabs so we can get 250 people to Rockefeller Center? I mean, yeah, so those types yeah. of things. It's yeah. like. I was panicking, uh, but we fixed it. And the sense of relief when at the end of the parade, I pulled up and I saw that yellow school bus, I like, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> That's a common reaction, I think, to Mardi Gras, right? Yes. Laughter and tears. So and... many extreme emotions. <laughs> um, well, to give our audience maybe a little bit more of a background, I think we, we most of our audience is in New Orleans, but yeah, so Mardi Gras consists of a lot of different parades. And so the logistics of juggling... Which, if you're not from New Orleans, I'm parked right next to a sign that says, no parking on parade days from such and such a time. We have those no parking signs just for parades, if you're not from New Orleans. Anyway, go ahead, Dave. No, the logistics here, you know, it, it has to factor in. So, like, um, you guys are rolling early this year. Are you guys happy about that change and, and like, where... I, for, yeah. for me personally, I love it because I never have gotten to go until this year, and I'm really excited to go this year. Yeah, oh well, that, first, that's very cool. I'm excited for you to see it for the first time. <laughs> um, last year was the first year that we rolled that early. Um, one of the other things that kind of went wrong mid-season, NOPD <laughs> um, uh, talked to us and asked us not to roll in the two-week window of traditional carnival uh, because their resources were limited and our parade was getting too big um, and they were having a hard time managing both the uptown and downtown on the mm -hmm. same night. And it was a shock. The The schedule change was a shock, but we um, we worked worked it out pretty quickly and, and they were they were very gracious in working with us. And then parade day rolled around and um, we turned that first corner and saw, you know, four deep where it used to be one little 
one little line of people and we were like this was a good decision not, <laughs> not that we made it but yeah. you know <laughs> that willingly but yeah. and i was so worried that it I was like it's too early in the season people aren't going to come mm-hmm. out but we didn't have anything to compete well, against like there's no other parades so no no i'm a transplant but you know mm-hmm. new orleans they're really strict about your about our traditions you know it's mm-hmm. like this happens on this time and exactly. if it doesn't happen on this time i'm going to get mad about it so there is that that's probably probably stressed you out a bit yeah. but yeah it, it was i mean it was a huge crowd it was amazing yeah we were we were stressed and that's if, a, those are tiny streets right there to roll the parade yeah. as well with that many people yeah we were stressed if people would get into it so early if people would be mad at us for changing um also we just uh we just didn't know if our out-of-town members who come in, we have p- folks, especially from like Louisiana, Mississippi area who come in for the weekend. We weren't sure if they were going to be able to make it. So we, we had concerns all over the place. It ended up balancing out um, and uh, and worked out ultimately. But yeah, it was definitely a guessing game. At one point we were like betting against other parades. We were like, do you think that X we can roll on the same night as X parade or, you know, will that will that make people mad? Will we pull enough spectators to make it worth it? Like we, we did a lot of, of calculus. Well, and then even we have so many members who are also members in other organizations. Mm-hmm. So we were worried about like, if we went on this night, are we cannibalizing our own membership because they're going to roll in the other parade? And there were a lot of uh, factors that went into us choosing the early date, but I think ultimately we're happy with it. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's a tremendous compliment to for the police to say we cannot staff this parade because it has gotten so big, and and for like that, I mean, my impression of the parade when it started was it was just this tiny thing of friends who are just like i just Mm -hmm. want to dress up as princess leia for a day yeah and that was what it was and for it to have grown into something so big i mean um do you guys have like a general idea of from uh, the history of it of how it's grown from small to big yeah Yeah, i mean so i rolled the second year um and it poured rain it was a a ragtag group of folks, uh, maybe like 200, 300 people. Um, that's probably generous because people started fanning out once it really started raining. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, it was very, it was a different organization back then. As it was, I mean, things grow and change. Um, well, kind of like a music festival. Most of them start in a parking lot mm-hmm. yeah. and a keg of beer and turn into jazz fest yeah 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 Yeah. um and now we're two thousand marching members of uh all shapes sizes ages ages abilities Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's wonderful to walk up on parade day and not really know exactly who's going to show up or what contraption Mm -hmm. they're going to show up or first time i saw that hamster wheel i was like did what did just what was that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's. Now, do you all actually have? Is that actually Peter Mayhew's sock? Is that right? Yes. Am, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in the, the, fi- the holy sock. I'm yeah. in. I'm in the 501st, and uh, uh, my friend in five Gary Bro was actually mm-hmm. good, good friends with Peter Mayhew, and he said he actually got to hold and read his episode four script. And oh like, wow! And actually, it was on a poignant moment uh, i was at star wars celebration back in 
March, April, whatever it was. And I had, um, have you ever seen in Finn, Finn McCool's, the, uh, the painting of Chewbacca holding a Guinness? Mm-hmm. I've, I've got that painting. I ordered it and then I had uh, Peter Mayhew and Jonas uh, sign it. And so as Peter Mayhew was signing it, and he signed a few other things for me before, I said, we have a common friend in New Orleans. I said, Gary Bro. And he just looked up and he smiled and he said, yes, we do. He just, it was really neat. Well, of course, then three weeks later, he passed. And it was, oh, that's right. you know, so, um, yeah. but yeah, so it was very fortunate. But it's just that connection. I can't believe Gary got to hold his episode four <laughs> script. But anyway, I'm sorry. But that, so that is actually Peter Mayhew's sock. Uh, uh, Peter rode in the parade twice. Um, he is our emperor for eternity, mm-hmm. and um, I think at one of the after parties, mm-hmm. we collected the socks. From well, the story I've heard is that we asked for something of his, and he was like, yeah, well, what, what, Yo- socks. <laughs> <laughs> what Jonas told me was that Peter would be very happy that it was, because Jonas was the first one to sign it. He said that Peter likes his Guinness, so he would have probably... Probably would have been uh, partaking when he gave up said sock, probably. Oh, yes. There yeah. there was um, a generous bar menu that was purchased for the Mayhew and crew. <laughs> um, they had a wonderful time in New Orleans and were always such amazing uh, honorary citizens and, and definitely Chewbacca's members. Is there anything that is that is going to be going on in the parade this year to recognize that? I don't know if you're, yeah. I mean, his passing or anything or... Yeah, so actually our parade theme is a nod to Peter. Uh, So our theme this year is the Roar of the Wookiee, which is, of course, a nod to his Twitter Twitter handle. Twitter handle, Mm -hmm. the Wookiee Um, Roars, yeah. And uh, for Big Easy Con earlier in uh, December, November, whenever that was. What is time? November! Um, We built a big shrine um, so that our members could come and visit and leave their offerings mm-hmm. and we also canonized him in our cult of the sacred drunken wiki so not a- not just chewbacca but peter mayhew is actually a holy being in the cult of the sacred drunken wiki and um and we also have a beautiful painting by one of our members hey diana it's on your website right it is yeah, yeah. and that will actually be rolling in the parade in a beautiful handmade are there any very glittery frame? Are there any prints available? Mm. Oh. Oh, I'm writing that down. That's a great idea. <laughs> if there if there is, then get my contact information because I think I might want one. But, um, you know, he was he was such a by all accounts, and like I said, it's interesting to know somebody who knew him and just how gentle of a person he was, and how he was again. I, it's it's striking to me how he was three weeks away from passing, and he was still signing things and uh-huh. engaging with people and everything so it's interesting because the name uh, is a play uh on a, another local parade for people who not, don't live here um there's the crew of bacchus which by the way can i say this is why i love new orleans what is it the sacred drunken wookie mm-hmm. that's why i love new orleans yeah. you know <laughs> anyway go ahead yes oh yeah no i just wanted to point that out um and i wanted to ask you guys if there's a mission or a philosophy um, that kind of sets your guys' parade apart from some other parades? Um, so actually the the whole Bacchus reference is, um, you know, in, in Mardi Gras, it, all of the parades are kind of Roman gods, 
right? Um, or Egyptian, Egyptian gods, mythology, um, mythological figures um, who were worshipped. And the whole idea behind Chewbacca's is that we are um, kind of celebrating our current mythology, right? The sure. things that we hold dear in pop culture now. Um, and so it is that like Chewbacca, Roman god of wine, like coming together to embody what we hold dear. And, um, and kind of leading from there, we, in thinking about the, the parade, the original overlords put in place some things that they thought Chewbacca would approve of. So one of them is taking care of the earth. So we strive to be green and recycle and reuse build materials and things like that. Um, uh, he was a great friend and valued the people around and beings around him. And uh, so to establish that interpersonal relationship, we make handmade throws that we physically give to individuals on the parade route. Um, and that's a really special thing too, because a lot of crews just throw these Chinese plastic beads at you and don't even tell you to duck. They just yeah. chuck them at your head and it's very impersonal. Yeah. And uh, just quick, quick sidebar slash preview there's gonna be a lot of baby yoda throws this year so disney be, hasn't be come after you <laughs> haven't come after your etsy shop yet well that's a great thing too <laughs> about chewbacca's is that you know we and and mardi gras in general we all do it for free mm -hmm. i mean to the user it's free to on our end you know we use our own hard-earned dollars to make the things to give away to people in the hopes that they will cherish it and put it on their mantles. Well, yeah, I mean, I actually, when I, cause I march in tux with the 501st and, you know, I went and bought a big bunch of Chinese beads to, to hand to people, you know, in my, when I'm in my snowtrooper armor and it's like, it's just fun to, the people just lighten up and they, you mm -hmm. know, it's, yeah, it's. It but is. I was also going to ask, I mean, that's one of the advantages you get when making your own throws is you're able to respond to something capturing the side guy, so to speak. Okay. Like, oh my God, everybody it's loving Baby Yoda. We can make Baby Yoda throws. You mm, don't need yeah. permission. You know, we can just, because you're giving this out, you're going to be handing this out along the parade route, which is awesome. Yeah, that that's very well said. Mm -hmm. um, it is. That's why we have Fredo on the show. Oh, <laughs> I, I can, I can <laughs> see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, so fun every year um to be able to um to just shift around and be like what what are people talking about now what are people watching what are the new uh movies or series out there and let's put our new orleans twist on it i think that's one of the beautiful things about the parade is that it's always changing mm -hmm. every year we have new sub crews we have new people who join new blood that brings in new ideas yeah. and, and different perspectives. Do you, do you have anything? Cause I mean, like I said, in the 501st, I mean, it's like somebody tried to, um, tried to join in the garrison I was in back in Nebraska, tried to join. He made his own stormtrooper armor out of pizza boxes. And, and the guy who has to, has to approve it. He was like, this is really cool. But you know, the whole thing with 501st, it has to be that movie has quality accurate, yeah. accuracy. And he's like, this is awesome, but, you know, no, you know. Uh, so what do you guys, is, is there any, like, sort of, um, you know, yeah, that's. Rules? Do, are there any no. rules? Is it just. No. 
Uh, no glass, no fire. Those are two big ones. <laughs> oh. Damn it! There we go. That means McClunky. like no no flamethrowers. No flamethrowers. No torches. Yeah. Like lots of no, no fire. No incendiary devices. No incendiary devices. Um, but as far as costumes go, we just want it to uh, we want it to be obvious. We want people to get the joke or the reference or whatever. If it's not though, that's fine. If you want to be. It was, like a couple of years ago. it was a couple also. years ago where you had this huge float that was um, circus themed mm-hmm. and this girl was at the top and like I was sure she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it was such mm-hmm. a cool float. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Space, sure. space circus. Uh, how raunchy are uh, people allowed to get on? That's a good question. <laughs> um, so I like to no think... No flamethrowers, no glass. <laughs> yes. Um, they didn't I, say anything about raunchiness, Dave. But anyway. I like to think of our parade as like PG thirteen, mm-hmm. right? We're right. not we're not crew de vu, mm-hmm. um, but we're also n- not necessarily G rated either. Yeah. Um, we do have There's no baby Yoda butts. Yeah, is what you're saying. the the crew of Matunki is our aerial space squad. Um, they so have maybe there's the, baby Yoda butts. They have a stripper pole that that rides in the parade. Um, and some other things to do aerial tricks on. Yeah, a lollipop. Yeah, something they call I a lollipop. I don't know exactly. Yeah, it's like a, a hoop. Yeah. That they can it's a, get it's all a spinny pole on. with the hoop on. Yeah, top. it's very cool. It's they look um, amazing up there. Yeah. So there there are definitely some elements of sexiness. There is a ton of spandex yeah. and body glitter. <laughs> Lots of cleavage and glitter. Yeah. But um, we uh, we encourage our members to abide by carnival, city-designated carnival standards, which say that no overt sexual material can be handed out. Mm-hmm. So I won't even mention what some of those things might be. But, uh, but yeah. Everything that people outside of New Orleans think Mardi Gras is, but is not. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing. The Mardi Gras standards are—they're um, not PG or G typically. Right. Um, but if you know that going in, you—you you know, people have a great time. So um, it's not R-rated either. Uh, <laughs> happy balance. So Dave's got three kids, all under the age of ten. Correct? Uh-huh. Is yeah. it—is it a parade that they can enjoy and? Dave and his wife aren't going to have to explain a bunch of things when they go home or anything. One hundred percent. Totally. Um, I roll uh, with my family, my brother, my sister, my nieces. Uh, my two nieces now are uh, nine and fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and the younger one rolled for the first time when she was two. So, uh, and in the in the Lagerettes, we have little Leas who have. Uh, so uh, adorably grown up in the crew. They've been with us for, I think, five years. So they started when they were eight, eight or nine, um, maybe even a little younger for, for some of them. And so now they're like teens and tweens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're right at home. They have some of the best moves. Now, I was just going to say that that's one of the advantages of also being a walking parade you're able to see who you're handing your throat to. Uh-huh. It's not like something that's coming from the second story up above that you're chucking. You don't know who's going to end up with. You can say, okay, I can make a PG-13 throw and give that to the grown-ups. Well, there's a little adorable girl wearing a Princess Leia costume. Uh-huh. 
you're getting my G-rated stuff. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and you know, what I love most about Parade Day is that the crowd is as nerdy as we are. Um, and we can confirm that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And they, you know, everybody gets so excited, and it's it's this beautiful interaction between uh, drunken nerds on the street and drunken nerds in the parade. And I always like love that moment when there's someone dressed up in like an Adventure Time costume and I have an adventure time throw and like there's this excitement that's just like oh my god I love it you know it's it's, it's funny because people have asked me before I said are you gonna wear your stormtrooper armor down to Chewbacca I'm like no <laughs> because I if you knock me over in that I'm not getting back up <laughs> and it's probably gonna get broken but I mean but still it's like no I'm not but yeah I mean yeah, I've, I've been thinking about this should I wear one of my buckets or something like that costumes year? are definitely encouraged mm -hmm. yes if you want to get the cool things mm -hmm. you should wear a costume yeah did you did you hear that <laughs> spectators if you want cool stuff look cool well y'all you saw the meme the baby yoda meme where it you know they the mardi, mardi gras themed and says hey have them do the baby thing and they put maybe hey throw me something mister and then oh baby yoda god. has all the beads and everything yeah. oh my god i haven't seen that that's adorable mm -hmm. yeah so i love this topic because like to me the the idea of Mardi Gras is like dressing up or this this is a big part of it right um that's a big part of Star Wars too at least in terms of sci-fi fans I think like Star Wars fans more than anyone else they just love to dress up so was that like a connection early on that you guys had like consciously considered or is it something that you just try to nurture now you think I think it was part of it from the start um, we, uh, yeah, the, the overlords had a feeling that people would want to nerd out and dress in their fandom and party together. And they were a hundred percent right. I think one of the things I love most about Chewbacca is, um, the accessibility, um, because growing up in New Orleans, you know, parade day on St. Charles on Mardi Gras day you see all the people on the floats and I don't know, I just never thought, there's a certain level of privilege that comes with being able to ride in a parade. And I never thought that that was gonna be for me. Um, and then when I heard about Chewbacca, I was like, these are my people. Um, and I just got so excited about um, bringing things that I loved together in a way mm -hmm. that was just like so New Orleans and so nerdy. <laughs> it, it was like, yeah, this, this is, this was meant to be. It's a perfect mix really. If you think about it. Um, did you have, no, no, I was just going to say, cause one of the really interesting thing is that you guys are very inclusive to other nerd geek, uh, mm -hmm. subcultures, you know, it's not just, Star Wars is not just sci-fi, it's also fantasy. It's, you know, it goes the gamut from Star Trek to Game of Thrones. Harry Potter, we've got Harry some cool Potter, Harry Potter throws, mm -hmm. yeah. Anime, you know, you get Adventure Time. So it can be just about any aspect of geek culture people are in love with. You can find a subcrew within. Absolutely, Chewbacca's. yeah. Um, I think 
you know, when, when the crew first started, it was very sci-fi oriented, and it was with the idea that this was a sci-fi parade. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of as we grew, we realized, um, you know, there's a crew called Puke, it's the unicorn crew. It's the people for the inclusion of el unicorns, elves, elves and, and wine bots, bots in Chewbacca's. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of like started by people in the crew as an inside joke of like, yeah, we don't do fantasy. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, well, maybe we should do fantasy because it's part and parcel of the same like nerd culture. Well, um, that's I mean, that was the thing. Star Wars was not science fiction. It was fantasy yeah. so yeah anyway um, and so over time we've kind of embraced the idea that Chewbacca is not just a sci-fi parade it's an all nerddom all fandom parade um, and you bring what you're passionate about to the parade so last year we had this group that was a crew of share mm -hmm. um, and I I love their their sub crew rodeo form submission uh, it was like, I know what you're thinking. What does Cher have to do in, in a science fiction parade? But what you don't realize is that Cher is obviously an alien. Because <laughs> 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 who else is that perfect? Um, so I think, you know, there are a lot of different elements that, that come on parade day now. And I, I like the really open atmosphere that we've created that people can just bring what they're passionate about. Yeah, to we had parade. we had a lot of great creativity. Um, I'll just talk about the most recent year, but we had the women of Wakanda that brought some very serious costume and makeup game. Um, the Nola Ram crew, crew of share. Who else was like, oh. Queer, uh, Queer Eye for the Sci-Fi. Queer Eye for the Sci-Fi. And also amazing. Crew to Chew. Yeah, so we had we had some really strong uh, sub crews come out last year, uh, or I should say, start last year. Um, in addition to to some some folks who have been going strong for several years. So as you as you uh, go through the parade and you're looking at the crowd, what's the most maybe not surprising but more heartwarming, yeah, heartwarming, surprising thing that you notice about the crowd? Is there anything that just makes you go? Maybe I didn't expect to see that, or that's really cool to see these people mm. coming to it, or is it what you expect? I think last year definitely was the size of the parade. Yeah. I just, I couldn't get over how many people were on the route. It, like, on Frenchman was insane. It was, like, packed from the street to, to the doors of bars like I had never seen before. Um, and so that people also get so excited mm -hmm. is just, it, it blows you away when someone on the street gets your costume and you have this like obscure, like mashup remix that you made up and someone's like, oh, dope, you did such and such. And it's just like, is this magical moment where that you get to share with some random person on the street. It's kind of like in the 501st when you're, in your stormtrooper armor and some little kid comes up and gives you a hug. Oh, it's man. Like, or when a little kid hugs Darth Vader. It's yep. just like, yeah, it's like they met Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know? yeah. So. yeah. So you alluded to this a little bit, but is there anything new or special planned for this year, for this parade that you guys would yeah, like to talk about? Yeah, we have lots of new good stuff. Um, one is our route. We are in the French Quarter for the first time ever. 
So we are very pleased oh, with awesome. that. Um, um, we you know, traditionally kind of skirt the edge of the French Quarter, just mm -hmm. going down Frenchmen. And this year we're going right down Decatur. We'll pass Jackson Square. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it'll be kind of amazing mm -hmm. to watch from like the amphitheater that area. Yeah, walk. We're, uh, we're planning, I should say, on doing a toast at Jackson Square to, uh, to our royalty. And uh, we're also gonna do um, a, a kind of lighting of the sacred drunken Wookiee contraption at the start of the parade. So it'll have a little bit of like a Christmas tree lighting feel. Um, the overlords are going to pour from their cups into the cup of sacred drunken Wookiee. That will light everything and officially start like the parade clock. So how can people get involved? I, I know that I noticed on your website that you are still taking people to participate at <laughs> yeah, this point. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I think we're the only parade that takes people on the day of the parade. <laughs> <laughs> so you can walk up and pay your dues. Give us, give us your dollars. We'll take your money. <laughs> um, and uh, head, we'll give you a wristband yeah. and you walk in the parade. Yeah. Uh, I, we prefer you, of course, to, to do that ahead of time. Uh, so we can, you know, <laughs> accurately plan for the number of people right. we'll actually have. Um, but yeah, the the idea is that you know, if you if you want it to be in the parade, make it so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and all of our uh, options this year for if you want to join the parade, if you would like to simply attend the after party only, uh, the all of that is on brown paper tickets. So that is kind of the first step, and then you can. Join the Facebook groups, um, maybe hook up with a sub crew, something like that, and start getting the individual information that you might need. But the starting point for memberships is brown paper tickets. By the way, did you guys notice the Star Trek line that Ariana oh, yeah. dropped? I, heard it. <laughs> I just want to point that Picard out. Picard has debuted at this yes. point. I, you know, even the, the Star Wars guy here picked up on it. But. So, um, but yeah, you don't even have to join though necessarily. You can just be like, I want to just go and check it out and see it and have a good time and get dressed up and catch things. Absolutely, we <laughs> need those people. Please do that. Uh, and it's and it's just a different magical experience than the one that we're having in the parade. So it's gonna be uh, for for you. It's like a couple hours of of watching just a constant stream of weird and wonderful things come your way. <laughs> so I, and we can maybe edit this out in case it gets too uh, political or anything, but um, was there any, when you guys came out, did like the crew of Bacchus go, hey, yo, what the McClunky. You know, because Chewbacca's Bacchus, was there a, McClunky, yeah, there's a yeah. McClunky there. Uh, was there any sort of rift there at all or were they, I mean, not that I know of. It we used to parade on Bacchus Sunday, which is why part of where the name comes from. And it was there were already several offshoot parades. There's Box of Wine, two crew of cork. Like there were several others happening from Bacchus specifically. So I think when Bacchus heard about it, they were like, Oh yeah, another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I don't wanna speak for Bacchus, but I um uh, it was kind of in in uh, the spirit of some other things going on. Uh, and then when we changed dates, when we didn't parade on Bacchus Sunday anymore, we just moved further away from that experience. So 
Uh, to my knowledge, there's never been anything. And so also back up to your to your new route. You're, you mm -hmm. said you're going, so you're going to be going down, what, uh, North Peters? Or no, going down Decatur, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yep. And then when, when do you turn then? So we're starting in the, in the Marigny, same place that okay. we've started for the past several years on Homer Plessy Way, formerly known as Press Street. And then we will hit St. Claude. Where do we turn from St. Claude? Elysian Fields. Elysian Fields. We're going to take a left. Go down Elysian Fields. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to hit, hit St. Claude first instead of last. So we're going to do that. Elysian Fields. You cut over. Kind of cut, cut over at, at Washington Square Park mm -hmm. to Frenchman. Mm -hmm. Hit up like a, a little chunk of, of Frenchman and then go down Decatur. Mm -hmm. uh, all the way to Conti. Conti. And then Chewbacca is at the Fillmore this year. Uh, Manny Fresh and Tristan Dufresne, along with DJ Nothing, are going to be playing. So we've got uh, a full DJ lineup so people can, as I like to say, shake their butts after the parade. So now the Chewbacca Nall is your, your after party. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Is that just for the cruise or is that anybody can come? Anybody what's, can come. What, come what's, join us. Party what's the, with uh, the coolest? How much uh, money are taking from my pocket when we do that? Uh, uh, so general admission for non-members is $20. Oh. Um, you can do a VIP ticket for $80 and that gets you um, access to a VIP room with uh, select entertainment in the VIP room. Uh, and then also some food and booze options mm -hmm. in the VIP room. Cool. And the, so the parade rolls February 1st, 7 p.m. 7 o'clock. Um, any other sort of uh, information that you want to pass along about mm -hmm. this parade that we haven't covered here? For, I don't know. Well, I tell you, tell you what, you guys can be thinking about mm -hmm. that just to, yeah. so while we're dealing with uh, just silence on a podcast, we can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rise of Skywalker, have you seen the movie? What yeah. Were your, what were your Let's thoughts? We've, we've had several episodes now mm -hmm. about it, um, so no holds barred. What'd you think? Um, I, I have complicated feelings about it. Mm -hmm. I both loved and hated it. I think we're all in that, that yeah. boat. I, um, I wouldn't say hate, but there were some definitely things I wished were not there. Such as? First on the list is the the Kylo Ray kiss. Thank you. Yeah, High five. I don't yes, want right. that. I wanted a hug and the, or something meaningful, like you bonding. Know what, you know what I think he should have done? That. I said this on the podcast. What he should have done was just rub his thumb down her cheek like Han did with oh. him right before he died oh that would have been perfect thank you yeah. I, I would have made the perfect movie yeah. so there we go um, okay one of the things we talked about in my family debate over it was um how come chewbacca hasn't been promoted to general yeah yeah that's a good point mm. i mean leia leia's there oh like he's older than everyone right more experienced right he always wins in the strategy game mm-hmm mm. Sounds like some Wookiee racism. Racism. To me. But he but he got his medal. He finally oh, got his medal. He finally got his yeah. pity medal. Yeah, yeah. He got his, his medal for token too old too late. <laughs> he got his medal for what he did forty years ago. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what what kind of things did you like about it? Um, I guess like overall the emotions. Mm -hmm. I cried a lot. I felt like there were some good like fan service moments in there yeah. that I was like, yes, my my soul wanted yeah. this. Um. I think it was more of the, as I started to digest it more, I was like, wait, 
What? I thought the pacing was pretty good. The balance of drama and action and emotional moments and humor. Mm-hmm. You know, there was there was a lot of good good humor moments in there. Uh, but just some some things they they swung a little too, uh, like checking off all the boxes on yeah. they swung a little too far in that yeah. direction yeah and what did you guys think of how they treated carrie fisher's performance how they managed you know fitting her in given what they had overall it was better than i expected um but i could have done with a little less of her on screen i think and been happier um some of the even any cgi with her makes me uncomfortable but so you gotta be a Leia fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Other favorite characters for either of you? Hmm. I mean, I are there characters I don't like? I I know. I like. I have a I have a new Lando action figure. I think that probably says something. Well, uh, the capes are fabulous. Capes are so yeah. fabulous, and yeah. he um he helps me out. He sits on my bathroom window and helps me get ready in the morning. Um, I'm a sucker for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that says about me. That's Definite like oh, young girl crush on yeah. on Han Solo. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So uh, how about the? I mean, the other topic we've been hitting on uh, when we started this podcast was the Mandalorian. Have you watched that yeah. series? Yeah, I really, uh, really have enjoyed it. Um. I love that they're not letting go of the helmet. Um, I feel like it's the Star Wars we all deserve. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. What do y'all think of it? So, what, what do you what do you mean by that? Because that's what we that was what we've been talking about was you know what like my brother said it's the best Star Wars since 1983. Mm-hmm. It's like what do you mean by that? What is it? Why is it Star Wars to those of us who you know could have all gone to college together or whatever you know? Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that... I just made myself a lot younger than I actually am. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think one of the things I appreciate about the, the storyline is that, um, you know, there's no... They kind of benefit from what the original trilogy did, is that there was no... There's nothing holding them back. There's no, like, character or plot line that they are were trying to squeeze in or, like... Mm-hmm give this person backstory or like you know so it everything just was what it is and you step in and you're like oh my god this is amazing yeah you get the benefit of meeting those new characters there is a clear quest right and um and it that's what was so strong about the original movies is like george lucas just followed that journey of the hero cycle and um and it's Anytime you're following that kind of ancient storytelling style, it's just going to feel very fulfilling. So, um, what was your favorite favorite episode or favorite moment? Or did you know that Baby Yoda mm-hmm. was going to be a part of this? Nope. No. So, nope. what was your reaction when you saw the the ears and? Oh, a lot of squeeing on my end. There was like silence on our end. My mm-hmm. husband and I just like the episode ended and we looked at each other and we were just like 
Yeah. I knew I knew there was going. I was spoiled enough that I knew there was going to be a child involved, and I knew that Yoda's species was going to be involved. Mm-hmm. But I did not put those two things together. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I were sitting there on the couch watching this. And we both, yeah, I think we both squeed. We're like, <laughs> oh my god! Because when uh, when he raises his hand for the first time, it was like watching a child take their first steps. I was like, it's happening! It's happening! It can do it! It can do it! And he's got such a cool strut too. <laughs> you know? oh. Yeah. That, that like cup of soup moment is just uh, <laughs> I can't really put into words mm-hmm. how happy it made me to just see him like shuffle in those like <laughs> two little moments with the cup of soup yeah so how about the the music there's another thing we've talked about I mean obviously John Williams is you know has much to do with Star Wars as anybody yeah how was it you know getting into this series with not John Williams because it's you know in Rogue One it was not John Williams but it was John Williams-esque evocative you know Um, but this it's there's a lot of we've talked about it a lot there's a lot of changes a lot it's a lot different what do you guys think do you think it works I think it works for the story that they're telling Mm -hmm. it's it's got a lot of like space cowboy Mm -hmm. western situation and uh uh it's a it's a little it's not the drama of a John Williams or like the, I'm thinking of the main the main theme. It's a lot of like yeah you hear the yeah that kind of riding into town on a horse. It's not it's not like it's explosions. more sparse. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not explosions and um you know and like grand crescendos yeah. or anything. No, no crescendo. Um, the the Lagerettes actually have a Mandalorian remix on our playlist this year. Right on. <laughs> There was a there was a little bit of a of a spoiler there. Okay. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, so favorite Star Wars movie? I um, mean, that's a kind of a requisite question. Oh. Yeah. Um. A, a New Hope. Yeah. Um. I think a new a New Hope was mine for a long mm-hmm. time. Um. And then I was kind of blown away by how much I loved Rogue One. I was gonna say close second Rogue One. Yeah. I loved it. I liked that everybody died. I everybody died, but I still like loved. Yep. Ev- yep. I loved it. And you know what? I was happy that Cassian and uh, Jin did not kiss yes. at that moment. Yes, as yes, well. yes. That that's it's what just, I was looking for in the in the most recent a, Star Wars. You know, gratifying. We're gonna die together. Yeah. Embrace and and what we've done is worthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I liked I how like you, but I don't like you like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I liked how complicated all the characters were. You know, there were there were good um, gray areas, and I think that's really important for realistic characters mm-hmm. yeah. to not just be like the good guys or the bad guys. Yeah, and that's going back to the Mandalorian. That's part of what Mandalorian's got going for it now mm-hmm. is you don't know who these characters are. Well, right, even Baby Yoda, you're like. Oh, Force choking, right? Uh, What's wow. going on here? How about a uh, least favorite? Um, now, I, I've said that all the all the movies are like my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids, but if uh, they'd be like my kids, you know. But I've said that episode two needs to go back to school, and episode three oh, needs mm-hmm. to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Which one is maybe one that you will turn the channel on mm-hmm. partway through to go check something else yeah, out? Yeah, I recently just rewatched all of the. Episodes one through, one through three. 
Um, and I instantly remembered why I hadn't watched them in so long. Yeah, I would need to rewatch them to pick out a character. Um, but I mean, I think I think you know, Jar Jar yep. is really the the death knell deal breaker of, of like one and two. I, I just thought of who mine was. It's emo Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to see him in love. I don't. I don't want any of that. Well, again, that's been a, a topic that we've. I I never. Too, I, I was never. Be. I was never convinced that the Anakin that we got in Episode Two and Three became Darth Vader. Yeah. Watching the Clone Wars animated series, totally believe that Anakin. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Fredo, you shared a clip with us. It's on YouTube. It's like all Anakin's dark side moments from the Clone Wars. You can totally buy that character becoming Darth Vader. So, um, yeah, I just had a hard time with. I'm going to become evil because I love my wife. It's like. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just didn't buy. You know, Padme has been traveling around with Obi Wan, mm-hmm. like a hot. Uh. Uh-uh. A very good looking Obi-Wan and she still falls in love with the younger guy. That's not gonna happen. I don't I don't buy Did that. Did you see that like rat tail thing? Oh man, no. Come on. Yeah. Just from a realism standpoint. You and McGregor could rock and mullet, that's for sure. So. And oh, yeah. still look amazing. Yep. So well now we're getting into uh, we I think we're <laughs> getting towards the we're end getting, of our are we material. Getting catty now? <laughs> Well, hey, we want to thank you guys for, for joining us. We don't want to take up any more of your time. Um, but uh, unless, Dave, you got some more. I'll just uh, give you another opportunity to plug the parade and uh, let everybody know. It's like this thing's coming up, right? It's yes. really awesome. Oh, my gosh. Come out. Join us. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have so much fun. Um, that Saturday, fun? I was gonna say February that. 1st, yeah. 7 o'clock. Wear a costume. Come to the after party. And remember, there's a different route, so you don't have to all pack in the Marini. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Check the check the apps. Check the local publications that publish maps. Uh, if you're, I think we actually got everybody to I update. Finally, to the we're new, updated. We're finally there was there was a couple weeks there where everybody had old maps. And yeah. Some people had like maps from 2017, <sighs> and we were like, how did this? Well, but I think we finally got that squared away. So everybody's yeah, got I think, the right map. I think we're good. So that's going to be on Saturday, February 1st at 7 p.m. Um, if you're looking for a place to line up, we're going to recommend St. Claude Avenue or anywhere on Frenchman or Decatur. Those are going to be some great spots to uh, to see the parade this year. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys very much for joining us. Appreciate thank it. Yeah, and, a pleasure. Uh, All hail. Yeah. All hail. And we'll, uh, we'll see you a week from Saturday. And... Uh, Hopefully, Fredo will be over his cold. I'll be over my cold, and Dave wouldn't have caught a cold. So, <laughs> but uh, cool. Well, thank you very much. And that is another episode of the Who Dat Jedi um, podcast. Um, you can check us out on Podbean and on iTunes and Twitter and Facebook. Um, did I miss anything, Dave? Not yet, but we got a few others in the works. Right on. So, uh, but check us back uh, for our next episode. Until then, we'll say Who Dat? Who Dat? Who Dat? Who dat? Who dat? My monkey.